Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Hi, Kate. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're back at it, and we're going to jump right in. We're not going to waste any time at the top of this one, because we left on- Yeah, we're not going to fucking waste your time with banter on this episode. (laughs) We'll get to that later, because we we left at a, a, a crazy- exciting cliffhanger in hollow earth um so we're gonna jump right into just going right into that but kate can you quickly where did we leave off okay so they're still exploring they're finding all of these machines they being uh abe uh johan kraus and uh uh roger roger (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and so yeah they're exploring these huge cavernous areas of uh of the caves that they're inside at cavernous caves. And um, they're seeing all of these machines and these little guys are like stalking them quietly. They've sort of eluded them and they're still looking around for Liz, can't really find her. And then they hear like, they feel rumbling. The rumble. And then out emerge a bunch more of these little gremlin guys uh, and they brought their big brother to fight this fight for them. They yeah, have they this have their big, big brother and swords. Crazy fucking toad with fur looking guy that's just colossal. He's huge. So Yeah, big nails too. Yeah. Big old nails cornering them, like crawling at them. And yeah, they were like, they I don't think these guys are gonna be as easy to scare as the guys before. <laughs> um and that's And he was right. Yeah, he's dead right. And then they have... <laughs> yeah, and this is the third issue that we're popping into, which publication-wise, you would have gotten the first January yeah. 2002. Second issue would have come out in April 2002. This third one is would come out July 2002. What long waits in between yeah. each one. Big, huge hiatus in between those. I mean, if you were a regular reader, that would be rough. Yeah, dude. Well, it feels like that when we start. So this next issue starts with like... Almost like those cold opens that we see Mignola do sometimes where it's just like kind of a one like field of color. It's just like blackness with a little texture. And then we see it kind of like moves over and we see more details from the walls um, and like these either corpses or like faux sculptures in the walls here and then more wires connecting to something connecting to ah it's liz's spirit trapped inside of this huge fucking machine and again i love the the choice to start this way at the beginning instead of like an an establishing shot to like remind us where we are you just get right into this darkness and this clear it's like a cool like i feel i mean comic books and movies are very similar in the sense of visualizations yeah it's like cut to liz in this like quiet secluded area with like no there's no like monster all the gore and horror has happened like years and years ago uh or so we think and then we see her like screaming in agony inside of this like furnace essentially and then silently screaming too. yeah just like yeah no no like sound coming out whatsoever you just imagine this like Echoing kind of maybe like a drip from the ceiling kind yeah, of. Yeah, or a hum off of those machines yeah, possibly. Yeah, something like that. And then mm. you see the wires kind of reaching out, like spider leg kind of out across this uh, uh, the floor. And we see something like seeming to like harness this heat and this energy that's coming from Liz. And we see that it's a sword with this very regal looking version of the creatures that we've seen in the episodes earlier. Um, he's got like this headpiece, uh, this like cool 
ornate like decorative sword almost um and he says in another language we're not sure what at last yeah so he's kind of like we see that he's using that power like liz's power to you know generate something for himself or we're not sure what yet meanwhile liz in agony either remembers or we just see as readers this like flashback but we have this like color continuing from her agony there to like her in agony as a child when the BPRD first picked her up. I love just the transition of the image. Just yeah. gets you because it's such a cool like seeing her as this flamey spirit form and then and then transferring to the next panel going into just her as a, a little girl. But it's a perfect transition because then they, the next panel pulls out further and it's just a TV uh, image of her, of them yeah. monitoring her in this, this it's uh, like more observation. Um, observation room yeah and it's definitely her like it's reminding us that she's like regressing back to this time when she had no control over her powers you know she killed her family and like 30 other people or whatever and we saw earlier in the like issues previous to this that the monks had actually given her a way to like harness her power so it like is really sad that she's come to this point where she studied and practiced for years you know to control it to a degree and now it's like right back to her being completely out of it and this power is overtaking her yeah and like it's like oh flashback to when that happened previously she's saying uh like she's talking to a bprd person in like full like fireproof suit yeah it, it remind, reminds me a lot the image of like et yeah when they yeah. come in like in the Weirdly, in the ET, it's a full-on like astronaut suit. Yeah, it's not even like like a uh, what are the what are like those, those hazmat the suits? Hazmat suits they look like a hazmat or like a specially designed suit. It just looks right. like oh, we took this from a like NASA rocket that's meant for a rocket like, ship. Well, he's we, an alien, <laughs> so maybe he's got like space <laughs> radiation coming off of him. Yeah, it's very strange. But like, what's cool too is the lighting matches with the same flashback that yeah. we already saw with Abe. Which yeah. is very cool. And it's interesting that in these flashbacks, they're both showing those two characters in captivity. Yeah. By the BP, BPRD. Yeah. And then we see who comes comes to sort of like break the norms. Yeah, and exactly. Like nobody, it, it's apparent that like nobody wants to be in the room with this little girl. They're scared shitless of her. And then. But she's yeah. not like they're making her more scared. Yeah, That's she's what like, I feel bad she's like for I'm her. so sorry. What like how many people die? She's like really remorseful and sad. Yeah, very coherent. Like it's very interesting to make her that sort of way. Like yeah. being very aware of of like this thing that she has. Like I understand she's fearful, but I get almost this amazing. Um, self-awareness from her in this yeah from this little girl and I think that's a, a beautiful yeah it's and sad so sad it's very sad and then yeah so nobody wants to go in there uh, but Hellboy is just like he like opens the door <laughs> yeah you need a fire suit you're kidding me right like just walks right in um, knock knock but if I come in like like almost like a nice dad or something very much a father figure you know so he like uh she's like, aren't you scared? Aren't you afraid I'll burn you? And he's like, nope. Hands her a lollipop. Like this great gesture of like, here you go, a little treat. Um, not only am I accepting you, but I'm also giving you this little lollipop, you know? Yeah. Like. They're starting a friendship. Yeah. And it's Which, really cool. 
I mean, this is this is me plugging into talking about something that we're not going to get to for quite a while. But this is what I like is that they're they're establishing a friendship, not what eventually the movie will sort of t- will make them a romantic thing. Right. But then there's that's the, that's to me sort of where I feel like films have fallen a little short. Yeah. Or cinema, the world of cinema, cinema has fallen short for me is that if you look at like throughout time, there are exceptions. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they tend to be either like father, daughter it's te- or but relationships between men and women always tend to have to have some sort of love between them or they just don't exist on in movies. Yeah. I'm, again, I, I know there's exceptions. Anybody can email me and give me. But I've started I like to start to see that change a bit. Which yeah, I love. it's yeah, it's cool to see that like that dynamic between them. Uh, you know, like they're not, they're like kind of grow to mutually respect each other. I guess this is semi closer to like father daughter, but like, I think he's just showing there are age any differences amount. Too, yeah. yeah, any amount of what? Like any amount of uh, like trust and uh, like something Sympathy? other than fear. Yeah. Um, I, I think agree. it's really cool. It's a lot more nuanced of a relationship, I think, than just like we're exes and we, yeah, <laughs> you know. And I get it, and we'll get to that. But like, yeah, I just think that's sort of like a cinematic trope where I just we, which I'm just always a little tired of. Like, yeah, I, maybe that's I should fair. save this for later on. But like, two examples that are just on my head because, as I've mentioned before, I'm watching all the MCU movies again. Right, it drives me nuts in Age of Ultron, where, where. Bruce Banner and um, Black Widow, Natasha, can't have, like, I mean, I, I could go off on a whole tangent. I think the writing <laughs> between their, like, love affair is bad by yeah. Josh Whedon, in my opinion. But also, I hate that they're, they can't have those same rev- revelations with each other as friend, with from a strong friendship and partnership in their team yeah. versus they have to be, like, possibly having a love affair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always like, rom- we, we tend to lean that you don't open up unless it's romantic. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you don't open up in a romantic relationship. I'm just saying that that's, I've opened up in my life with people that I've not gone romantic with. Of course, and yeah. We don't see that cinematically. And it tends to, unfortunately, it's the dominant form of uh, creative uh, endeavors and, and f- people and the masses see it more than other things. I think so many people think that that can't exist. Like some people still to this day are so weird about like, oh, you can't have like a friend of the opposite sex. Like people get really weird about that shit to this day. Yeah, it's And like, I think that movies portray that, like, you know, like less and less. Of course, it's like probably going to go away just because it's so fucking, not only like is society not like that, but it's just boring as fuck to watch the same thing over and over again. Yes, it is. Um, that's yeah. why I encourage everybody to see Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. <laughs> I still haven't seen that the new one, right? I own them all. You can come over and watch them. I want to. That one sounds very fun. Why I like that one? I've is only that seen the first Mission Impossible. They don't have a friend. They don't have a romantic relationship. Oh, that's cool. Him and the female lead, who Rebecca Ferguson plays, and she's a badass. They have like a strong respect and friendship by the end. That sounds cool. It's unlike Spectre by the James Bond where it's like the yeah. girl falls in love with her in 24 hours and you're just like, you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, you're both <laughs> insane. <laughs> but like those are all like big. Why? I mean, I know I'm pulling in a lot from those and inferring a lot on this, but I just like to see this because Hellboy is like, in a sense, a version of those kind of strong, like an Ethan Hunt uh, or a James Bond, but just yeah. he's a different, but he is, he's an agent. Yeah. Just like them. And 
it's just nice to see this going like, no, we're going to establish a very clear line of friendship yeah. and camaraderie, camaraderie in the BPRD rather than even la- allow there to be. Because to me, I mean, I don't know what happens in the future because there's this, this definitely this age difference. If they later on have a romantic relationship, it would be a little I would weird. Be like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> dude, you knew me in like, it's like that whole thing of like when you were. <laughs> 10 he was fucking 25 you know who knows how fucking old he is at this point too like he's yeah. like the same since the 50s so right it Even would be weird he had his teens and he still he looked like an adult yeah so yeah that would be yeah i don't know not the coolest i guess yeah. but that's a tangent we could get back to the story I agree with you, though. it's interesting to look at their relationship like that and also with like him like hellboy shirking like being like fuck you to the BPRD when like meanwhile all of these other people although they have just come into the BPRD are being treated like complete lab rats or whatever or you know being like treated with all this caution and like being observed and not being spoken to like human beings and Hellboy comes in and does that. That's beautiful what you just said because we've come from in a sense mostly Hellboy's point of view right? Yeah. Through all the comics and as you pointed out before like with the flashbacks of him they're from different perspectives and i think that's what we're getting is now this is liz perspective yeah of her relationship and 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 before it feels like up until the end of conqueror worm we felt that hellboy was a very loyal guy to yeah. bprd right he was a company man that's what we felt and this was him making a big statement and the company man's walking away you know what i mean yeah but now what we've seen in these two different incidences and flashbacks is that we're getting now, which I love when this happens. I love when you think one thing, but then you get new information that doesn't change what you already knew. It just adds a new color and layer yeah. to it. You're seeing that from the get-go, and for a while, Hellboy has already been sort of defying and going against his 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 company. He's yeah. not been the company man that we believe he was always. Yeah, I feel like he I feel like he's more of like a disciple of Trevor Broom in that way. Like yeah. he's more like where everybody else was like all the other soldiers are like scared of Hellboy when he first appears in England, he's like Trevor's like he's just a boy. You know, he's doing that to for these other characters here now and uh, it's cool to see, like, it's awesome to see that backstory. Yeah, and this to see that thread right back to Broom and all yeah. of that. Wow. I immediately, as soon as you said, he's a boy, I immediately just wanted to cut you off and go, Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder uh, if they'll do an origin in the new movie. That's a good question. I mean, or if they'll just start him off. I feel like. I mean, yeah, good question. I mean, I get who knows. There, is, I mean, from the trailer, there's a teaser of Rasputin and what, and, right. his, and maybe they do like and people are hinting rundown. that the the well he's stepping out with the flame is uh-huh. his origin, okay? Because that matches with the Rasputin scene that you can slightly see in the trailer. Yeah. I feel like if they're doing a full reboot, there might be, which could be a, something that could be a strength or a weakness depends. Yeah, you, they don't want to burn too much time like, talking about. It. Yeah, I I keep equating every question we have about the new movie to the the, the follies of the past Spider-Man yeah. movies or yeah. Spider-Man because they kept trying to do the re, the origin again 
that was sort of the fault too. Yeah. Was like when they went to the new one, they were like, well, let's tell the origin again. And everybody's like, oh boy. Right. And then Marvel took over and they're like, eh, you've seen it. Let's just yeah, like throw once, you in the middle once of everything. Once you get to fucking like Spider-Verse, they're like, okay, here's the, like, here's my origin real quick. And they say it like yeah. four seconds. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so many questions that this one flashback is causing in our brains. I know. It's brains. very it's, cool. This is a it, cool chunk. And it's great to think that, that flashbacks can just inform us of recolor everything we've read prior. Yeah, for both that. characters. It's awesome. Um, and for the BPRD as, a, as an organization. Yes. And then um, and then it cuts back to Roger still with um, Liz's body on his like in his backpack as he's like... With Liz in it. Yeah, with Liz <laughs> in it. But like... Knocking into these creatures who are a little more sophisticated than the ones we've seen previously. They've got weapons, um, you know, and then this big fucking lurking, hulking uh, frog looking fellow behind them. (laughs) And then um, and then it's so funny, like you hear bangs and then you look down and see Abe's Abe's holding a revolver or something. He's holding a gun and he's just like, yeah. He's in action. He's a good agent. And he, agent. he's like, he's saying pretty much what I said there is like, these look, these guys look like the ones we saw at the monastery. They're just kind of still talking like and while has, they're and fighting, fighting these his guys humor off. again, like you've mentioned. Because then t- on top of that, he's like, yeah, uh, you, I want to bet, or he says, want to bet that means we're getting closer to where they're keeping Liz. That's sort of almost getting into that right. humor of like trying to get through this thing with a little bit of like hope, but giving it levity in that. In he's that definitely hope. taking that from Hellboy for sure. Where he's <laughs> He's like, oh, he's like, oh, no, I'm the funny one. <laughs> and then, but although I think like, uh, Krauss is so funny, like, wonderful. Um, wonderful. 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 Like, it almost sounds like he's having fun by with beating up these, yeah. these goblin gremlin people. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's probably like, uh, like grunting and throwing these guys over him, but he's also like, I'm forced to wonder if we'll get any close. Like, his formality <laughs> in this context is very funny. And yes, cute. it is. Um, so far, I love this character. He's great. Um, yeah, so he's, Abe's just firing bullets into, into this crowd of baddies. Um, so they're, they're like, get ready to run. I'm already running. And then they're bolting out. Abraham Schnell. Yes, Schnell, says Roger. Great. The homunculus speaks German now. (laughs) Like, that shit's so funny. It's such a good, yeah. It's very funny. Schnell means fast. I Googled it. Oh, good. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I was like, I could, what could it be? And then, yeah, so um, also reminiscent of Hellboy pulling out of a little, like, a backpack instead of some pouches. But, it, you know, he's he's got all kinds of great pouches. Oh, heck yeah. You know? I mean, they got vests with pouches. Vests, whole vests of pouches. He pulls out two grenades, chucks them into that crowd. Boom, like, huge explosion. Knocks Abe down into this, like, lower, just, like, down a, a it's not like a cliff, but, like, down into this lower area of the cave. And then when they look up, they see these huge, I mean, now we're getting into some like Kirby-esque kind of crazy machinery. Like this is very much that sort of like super shiny, like even though it's super old. Yeah, it very much was reminiscent to me immediately of like his machinery designs, of course, of like Fantastic Four. But also if you've ever picked up any pages of his new gods um, when he went over to DC, this shit. These machines are very new gods. Just all over. Like that. you're like, oh yeah, Kirby is all in that. Yeah, dude, and like all yeah, all the wires and like intricate little like aspects of the machine, all these like articulations in the machinery. 
Um, it looks really cool. Roger happens to know that it's the furnace of Ger- the furnace of Gergaroth, and he knows this because he pulled information from I think the little from Grimlin, the little guy. Right? Yeah, so he's like he's letting him know, hey, this is the furnace of Gergaroth, the hammer and anvil of Grom. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah, it's they're like just so they're just kind of discussing this as they're going. Yeah, and he says this is where the ancients built their war machines. This is where the slave revolt began. Yeah, dude. And then, uh, like, Johan sensing something. Lower your voices. I hear something ahead. Screaming, terrible screaming. And, like, they're thinking, like... This is what I love about that, because as we pointed out, there was no sound. Yeah. Like, traditionally, if there's sound, we're going to get, like, a some sort of sound effect. Like a, cre- like a yeah, like any kind of, like, woo Yeah, and lettering something in. Something like that. And he's, he's like, I'm hearing screaming, terrible screaming this way. And then they're like, do you hear anything? No, maybe it's ghosts. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is yeah a spirit it's amazing they walk into this room and they see this containment chamber that's holding and you know abe's it's like hitting abe like a truck when he sees a little thing like yeah, that he that sees anguish. the little window it is elizabeth sherman like so they're they're seeing it they're inspecting this machine um not really sure what to do uh johan reaches out and touches it and immediately is like jumps back like as though he's been burned he's like the fire inside her is being made to burn like this it's too much, so, like, they can sense that she's going to, like, this is going to destroy her. It's going to totally consume her. Um, so they're kind of, like, trying to hatch a quick plan. Maybe we can, like, draw her through these machines and, like, lead her out somewhere. And they're just kind of talking, like, hypothetically. And mm-hmm. Abe's like, that's a lot of ifs. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Uh, to Roger, he's like, I can do it. But then they're interrupted by this huge blast of energy. They Real all quick, go flying. I love the layout of this page right here, where that what that that conversation you were saying. Yeah, it's such a beautifully laid out page in my mind. I mean, I, I mean, again, as we pointed out too, it, do, it doesn't flow perfect as perfect as the Minyellas. Yeah, I, we'll get that out of the way. Oh yeah, but that's like <laughs> so hard to but, replicate. Yeah, he that's is, like he he's just a thing. genius. Like he's just capable of doing that so flawlessly but this that like this one's more geometrical i would call yeah yeah which isn't a bad thing like it's still it's telling the story in a super concise clear way where i'm never like confused as to which you know where to read next or anything like that which is like not not as easy as it sounds in comics yeah i'd be baffled yeah (laughs) but i love how it goes from like them talking to them talking and then three panels at the bottom to talking but in but those are split up by these symmetrical um, panels. Yeah. One word that just shows that agonizing um, Liz in her ethereal fire form, and then just the machinery with a spark coming out of it. Yeah. It's just, I love that, that just the balance of those images. And I just think the machinery, then again, is very, again, reminiscent of that Kirby stuff, and it's used perfectly here. Yeah. To just like put us in the mindset of like what we're, they're up against. Yeah. This ancient. Mind and like mind-boggling, mysterious machine that you're just like, I don't know how it works, but it's yeah. working. <laughs> it, it reminds me too of like all of the machinery that we've seen the Nazis use this like up to this point. You yeah. know, it's like this crazy complex mix of magic and science, and it's like, and this is supposed to be like a prehistorical, uh, pre-human, like pre-Homo sapien society. That also constructed the stuff. Like, all that shit is really cool. All that stuff, like, prehistory stuff is, like, neat to think about. It really flushes out this world. Yeah, so, uh, speaking of that prehistorical society, they send in a big old blast of energy, and then we see the origin of it. Uh, See, now finally the lamp is lit and the sword is drawn, and it's like (laughs) this, uh, you know... 
He's got to be some leader of of these of this little society of guys. Yeah, and he's in a robe. He has a crown. Yeah, of some sort, holding, and holding this up. This, that glowing sword that this you crazy dipped. like saber. Yeah, yeah, that's like fucking like powered by Liz. Yeah, completely <laughs> like engulfed in energy that is v- very much looks like hers. Yeah, so he's talking about like basically, you know, he's gonna lead his people to to out of the bowels of the earth and. Um, they were slaves before and he, you know, he's talking to like all the little guys down there, Mm -hmm. um, this little society. He's like, look, I'm living up to my promises. Um, this is the power that we've taught for so long. Don't be afraid. Wake the machines. And, um, yeah, they're going to like subjugate the human race, you know, yada, yada, all that good stuff. Um, and all of that is in those little brackets to let you know, like, he's speaking in a, a different tongue that's other than English. Basically. Which I love because it's like it's it's like it's just really fun use in comic books of like uh, dramatic irony. We are privy to like what his plans. Yeah. But really, they are not. Yeah. Our three characters are just if anybody maybe Roger because he could hear off yeah. of because he maybe learned something off of the gremlin he, he or creature he went and um, took his info from. But really, they don't know what the hell he's talking. They're right. just like, whatever he's saying, we got to get fucking Liz that, and get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> that was the huge advantage that Hellboy had because he could just naturally understand this like dark speak or whatever yeah. that they're all talking this like crazy fucking hellborn language. He like had a, you know, had an auto translate on. But they're like, so Roger says, uh, like Abe's checking in, making sure everybody's okay. Roger says, I'm all right, but that little floating man, <laughs> he's all worked up about something. Anung Bash! He's like screaming <laughs> down. Like, uh, yeah, riling up. That confirms nobody knows what he's saying. Yeah, no, you know, and then he, we see that he's speaking like this ancient language that we've seen before, or at least like seen similar languages yeah, before. Sure. I would say it's, it's pretty much the same. Um like especially like the use of like unang like like anung unrama like all that stuff like it's kind of similar to what we've heard if any if there's any like base like like i was i was watching this little special game of thrones things a, a game of thrones thing about the origin of like dothraki and how it's a combination of a bunch of different languages and there's like real like you can learn it and shit it's like, like Kling- klingon and stuff in elfish that people have learned oh yeah so i wonder if this too if this language has any basis in like existing languages, I don't know enough I about feel languages like to know. Somebody's gonna email us and let us know. If you guys know, and I would love do. to. That would be so interesting. And from what we've inferred, like his creation of other words, like Krugafa. Yeah. It feels like yeah, Mignola probably just is, like took from is just languages yeah, because cre- we know he's created it. Yeah. One of our listeners has confirmed that, and I bet. Yeah, it probably is just pulled from a bunch of different things that yeah. he just find interesting. Or is he just pulls the basis like words to just build to yeah, this like, dark language? How, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be loved I would love to hear especially if, if there's know. like an interview out there anybody knows about him talking about creating the language. Yeah. I wonder if he I wonder if he gets asked that. That but it's cool. Um so yeah, we see these machines, we see Liz still like kind of like she's not even screaming anymore, she just looks like defeated. All these machines are lined up and ready to go. Anang Bosch. Uh, we'll see about that. Abe whips out his gun and shoots this guy, and then he lands with a thud on the ground. Well, I think that's also in response to Johan saying, that creature is causing this. He's drawing on mm-hmm. her power, causing her to burn too much. Liz is going to be destroyed. Yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah. It's very like... 
<laughs> very uh i was gonna save this for the end like on our final thoughts but i think we're really showing abe and what i love about this too is step into a, his leadership role for sure a heroic role because so far we've really only seen him as a, a side character almost sidekick-esque yeah and now we're really finding that Abe's getting, and it's fun that we're there and present for it. Yeah. But he's really becoming that. He's like almost been a straight man to Hellboy, kind mm-hmm. of, or like he's a little, not like meeker or anything, but he's like letting Hellboy take the lead. And yeah, now he's really, he's doing exactly that, like being that role instead. It's really cool. Like you, like you said. It's wonderful. And then yeah, so he gets cool. a good uh, good shot off on this guy. Yeah, he apparently takes knocks that guy down, <laughs> drops his like sword, saber, cool thing. And that face he gives of just like after he hits thud. Just a badass. <laughs> They're all just looking on to see what happens. All the little guys are in shock, and then <laughs> just now they're like, oh, now they're really mad. That's not my favorite read of that. I'm sure I wouldn't voice Abe in this situation. <laughs> oh, now they're really mad. Oh, they're really mad. Roger, do your thing. Yeah, I don't think that's Abe's voice. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, I'll take that one again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're like, uh, Roger again conjures up this crazy, scary Well, that's Johan. Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry. I sorry got, I, I'm glad you called that up because I do think that's a little confusing. And I think that because he says, Roger, do your thing. Oh, yeah. Well, and this then, is, I should have known because Johan, I mean, I think. But I, I do think the dialogue confuses you. Oh, because yeah. Because unless they're trying to infer they're working together, but I don't. Because the next panel. Oh, no way. I think it's just Johan doing the thing that he yeah, did earlier in the second episode. Yeah, and I got very confused. Cause, but I think what I think what he's meaning is, Roger, do your thing. And he, I think he's meaning get over to Liz. Yes, yeah, Which totally. comes in like two pages. Roger's thing of absorbing energy and transferring it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I do think, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I'm just like a small criticism is like, in a sense, you do, it's like, if you were cutting a film, you wouldn't want to be like, Roger, do your thing, and then cut to another character doing something else. And I yeah, think you're I getting think a little fair. of that, and it's confusing you as a reader, because you'd probably want to be like, Roger, do your thing, him, attempt to, thing? him <laughs> attempt to do it, but again, and what happens here is he gets stopped, and yeah. then eventually gets to it, but we, we don't see that immediate action from, from Roger. Yeah, even we so much as Johan. him like running or something, like just responding to Abe's call. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's that's just... The smallest fault in this in this in this story. I think that's because a fair he's cut, criticism. He's, yeah, he's cut out even in the next frame. Roger is literally only halfway in it. Yeah, his it's thing is confusing. getting beaten up by a bunch of little guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but of course, you know, very cool course, image coming off of Johan. Yeah, yeah, very cool. He's like again, like using his like being to generate this crazy looking scary creature, um, and it works. They're all scared away. Um, they beat them back. Roger, well, they're still kind of like being, you know, held hanging. down by yeah, them. Yeah, they're down. fighting through it though. Yeah. So Roger finally beats them off, runs over, smashes the like furnace containment thing, and Kirby Crackle. Kirby Crackle all over this panel as he absorbs Liz's uh, spirit, basically. He's like, Liz Sherman, Liz, like crawling over yeah. to the backpack with her body. Um, and her like energy like bursts forth calling for Abe and then and then her physical form sees Roger Roger yeah Roger he's not looking so good he basically took on all of the like excess the like extra energy that she had been generating that like everything that wasn't just Liz I guess Mm -hmm. he's like still has that all contained in himself um 
and then Abe you're again. Just gonna, you're just going to speed right past that butt? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you see Liz's butt. You also see a butt. <laughs> I do think it's like, I think it's great. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not in this moment, but I like, I just like the nat, the realistic ish in situation that you would be in. Like, she's not clothed. They put yeah. her, and they literally just have her body. Because they just had her, she was, I guess, in her robe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, and it and it just makes for some humor later on. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's just like, well, in this moment, she's just like super vulnerable. Like, she's oh, still vulnerable. vulnerable. They're still in a vulnerable position. And she's probably, like, it's very, she's probably disoriented at this point. Oh, completely. She's like, what the fuck? I was just screaming in agony and like yeah. this uh, ethereal nowhere. Now I'm naked in my body in yeah. a cave. And Roger? Oh. <laughs> yeah. My, my co-worker is screaming on the floor. And, and, I'm, and I'm naked. <laughs> and I'm naked on top of it. Uh, yeah, so he's like, <laughs> now he's in agony. He's God, screaming like yeah. this was. Um, Abe comes up with the, with the leadership again. Roger, dump it. Dump it into the ground. He like smashes this energy into the into the ground it, it like erupts underneath the floor like lifting up the floor earthquake style like throwing these little guys everywhere um and then we get this like this leader this king of this underground people uh lamenting being like my power my power my machines wake the blood trail and it's behind starting him starting to work they're like because the power is all like infused into the ground it's it's like traveling into the machines yes he's like yes yes <laughs> and they're like all starting to clang together uh abe makes the the right call of being of saying we should go fast <laughs> yeah. and and he's a nice gentleman and gives old liz his, his vest yeah he's like here you <laughs> go like, you like you need this more than <laughs> <laughs> we can put a button this comic but not titties <laughs> so we gotta get covered up um but then the machines okay so the machines are like overloading with power it's way too much and they start exploding and just like the whole place starts imploding on itself. And then we hear, we no longer see the translation of it, but you can tell that he's just like, so uh, it, like despairing that his plans are falling apart. Literally. Yeah. They're, I mean, I don't know what Sancti Ama, Ama Sancti Ab, Ab Johra would mean, yeah. but it almost feels like a last minute, like plead or prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Like of just like save me. Like yeah, whatever Santis. power her, and I'm yeah. assuming it what, what the 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 god of fear that they worship, I believe, is what they from if I remember correcting. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. But like that's what I feel like is in that moment is him just like oh no, as everything's just getting sucked into this giant hole. Yeah, I wonder what it does mean. I mean, for like Catholic shit, Sanctus is holy. It's like Latin, but I don't know if I like the idea of him just going, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy, shit! Holy fuck!" <laughs> yeah, dude. I think uh, "ama" means shit, and "abjura" means fuck. <laughs> holy shit! Holy fuck! <laughs> There's something so <laughs> funny to him going from like this ominous oh, character, and then just in this situation, like, "Oh fuck!" Our people <laughs> will rise to the surface, and human beings will be subjugate to us. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> shit! <laughs> that is the funniest. Oh, uh, wow, 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 shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he's like, ah, oh, and he's like falling down in the hole with all this shit. They're like running up as it's collapsing. Yes. Very scary. The whole cavern is collapsing. I, I, I gotta say, because this is the, t the end of it. Yeah. I think that action sequence is great. It's really cool. I yeah. think it builds perfectly. I think visually it's so fun. Just the great, like, there's a lot of different things too here to illustrate, like the energy and the explosions and the fire and like collapsing. Like, these are all like hard things to 
to like convey in a cool like realistic enough looking way mm -hmm. where you can like understand what the fuck is happening it's a big like cacophony of crazy shit happening and it's still really straightforward to the reader i th i think oh yeah i think i i, I agree 100 percent. yeah and it just has fun turns that are surprising every way yeah because even with the him coming back it's like there is like a moment for us as readers are like he's still alive oh no he has the machines up but what's so fun is like it takes another turn you don't yeah. expect like Again, other writers that you see would probably get those robots up. They'd get them like, but those robots, even because I feel like the robots get activated in the machines, yeah. it even causes the floor to collapse even more. Yeah, they're like, it's, their movement is probably just like smashing through the ground. And I love that. Just like emerging out of like probably all this like sediment that's been collecting around them for like eons and mm -hmm. shit while they're down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're fucking, they're all falling through this hole. We never see this guy die, so you know, he might come back. We never he know. He could be. But he'd probably be in bad shape. He's Very falling, bad shape. you know, under all this shit. At least his ego's hurt. Yeah, yeah. He... Yeah, he would have a lot of work to do to really get this plan back in action. But he's waited a long time at this point, so you know he's sure. he's patient, if nothing else. And the, then and then we think our heroes they fall in. Yeah, yeah. That that's the that was very surprising for me. I was like, oh, okay, now they scuttle out. But like as they're reaching up, they just grab it like falling rocks, and they fall down into this into blackness. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah, you're like, fuck. I thought I knew. Yeah, I thought they were gonna get out and be fine. And like. Uh, where, where the fuck did they go? And then, <laughs> and I think that's what, yeah, the, everybody's asking. And then we cut back to, as you're moving on, yeah, we cut back to just Kate outside of where they originally went into that temple or um, fortress, the monk's yeah. temple, monastery. Yeah. And they're just sitting in the cold waiting. waiting. Yeah. And then they get a little, um, one of the guys comes out of the helicopter, screams out to her, Kate, we finally picked up Abe's uh, belt signal. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> She's That's like, try such, me. It's such a fun, like, almost like, it reminds me of like an 80s movie or something where it's like, yes. you're not going to believe this. <laughs> try me. And then. Um, <laughs> I agree. This is like, I, I, this is like a real what the fuck thing of like the Scottish Highlands 36 hours later. And we see them hanging out with like a herd of sheep, just like, that's where they ended up. I don't know if the whole like. What, like, yeah, they never they... totally explain how they <laughs> fall. Like, there's some kind of time space continuum situation happening, or they just it's like my childish idea of like, if you dig a hole through the earth, you'll go to China, kind of a thing. Like, you'll go to the other side. Were the they earth. already in? I guess and they're, they're in the Russia, other... they're like they're in northern Asia. Russia, northern Asia, they're like way so they north. Fell through about halfway through the earth. They fell and came up somewhere. through Ireland. They land, I'm trying to go off my... It's like a slide like in the Goonies and they're falling <laughs> down. <laughs> it, it, it's very unexplained. And it's almost like it falls into the territory how we sort of criticized Wake the Devil, how the end felt a little rushed. And we were yeah. like, oh, that's this... You know what I mean? Well, we still loved it, but the, it almost feels like, well, I got uh, shit. We have two pages left. Yeah, let's I guess hurry we can't, up and I guess we have to up. scratch the... the explanation of how they got there <laughs> i guess they were probably like what were they thinking like okay so all of it has to fall in but then they still have to get away and we maybe they did just want to be surprising and make that turn or something i don't know i don't know either i mean because you just have to infer a lot for yourself yeah like just, did it or just not give it and be like oh, fuck it there's a big part of me that doesn't give a fuck yeah but 
as a person that's a comedian as well as a lover of stories, I love just pick, picking at it. Yeah. Not oh, at a, oh not yeah, at, yeah, yeah. And not even at, to bring it down. Just it's fun just to, to like, examine it. Have, just to be like, did they have to, to think crawl through it. the under the earth? Like how many hours later? I mean, it says 36 hours later. Did they have to like, did they fall and then climb back out and then it Or is up this in? because is it 36, like how, yeah, it could have happened pretty immediately because they, this is them waiting for 36 hours for the BPRD right. team to get from a heli- however long it takes from a for a helicopter to get from that mountain range in northern Asia to the Scottish Highlands. Sounds like we're asking a, like a a prop like a, a problem, math problem. Yeah, math problem on like the SAT. A, he- a helicopter <laughs> leaves the a northern Asian mountain range at 12 p.m. <laughs> Another helicopter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going the same direction. Moving west. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, so they're like. So here they are. They're hanging out. Uh, Abe says our rides here. It's about time I could use some pants. Great, uh, great from line. Liz, very funny. And, and then we little, see a little butt crack peeking up over. Yeah, uh, just sheep. like oh, I'm that's a, a butt. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creep. Catch a butt. <laughs> Catch a quick butt. <laughs> um, I wonder if Kate will let me keep this. Roger holding a lamb, which is like the cutest thing. Yeah, too. What he's a like cute just guy. a sweet little little homunculus. <laughs> uh, Kate lands. She's like wow. I love this, like, helicopter, like, them talking over the helicopter is, in, in, like, inaudible. Yes. Their way of showing that with these little squiggles and the speech bubbles. Yeah, it's a great choice. Yeah. And then we get this quick conversation of uh, Abe and Liz. This is where I think this page, sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, you're I good. apologize. What you're going to touch on right here makes me go, makes me also back up and go, I don't know if they rushed it because I think this last page is a perfect way to end this first story of the BPRD. And yeah. you can continue. I agree because, yeah, so they're like, Abe's basically like, you coming back with us? I have to. I'm pretty much naked. Kind of doing like a little like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. He's like, yeah, but are you going to stay? Like, you know, yeah. Like, we're friends. You got to be real with me here. Are you going to stay? Because he was about to walk out because Liz wasn't there and Hellboy wasn't there. And Liz lets him know, I spent the last two years in a monastery. I could use a little fun. Uh, and you guys sure know how to show a girl a good time. Uh, thanks for get. Thanks for thanks, Abe. Thanks for coming to get me. No problem, no problem at all. So they're like, then they like hold hands and like hold each other's like shoulders as they walk towards the helicopter. So they're like family. They're like it's they're all so the other has perfect. really, and that's like what Roger had kind of been talking about to Johan in the story in the issue earlier, where it's like Hellboy made the place feel like home. But now they've like got each other to make it feel like home and they mm-hmm. don't necessarily need Hellboy to stay at the BPRD. And that's great because these other characters are also awesome. Like, I can't wait to explore them more, too. I love it. Yeah. And you forgot, though, the last line is not no problem at all. Oh, that's right. The last is a sheep going. <laughs> and then the, and the end, end with a, a little sheep. stamp of the sheep face. <laughs> Cheaper. So but you are 100 percent right. This is like a perfect way to kick off wanting more yeah i'm, uh, I'm totally excited it's great i i will say this too in finishing this that oh because liz is naked i guess too is why they can't come out in the those mountains i don't know maybe they could have I mean, i'm I trying to think that. of a reason for them to go to scotland <laughs> but it doesn't matter i think you're i mean 100 percent. maybe not i mean i feel like you're you're releasing on dark horse who knows what they could have done yeah I don't, and, but I also don't feel like Mignola seems to be a guy that's going to be, or any of the creators behind BPRD don't feel like the artists that are like... I would say it's very much like 
it's the least sexy butt in a comic I've it's like so maybe realistic. ever seen. It's just like, oh, she's just like naked, but it has nothing like there's no sexual context to it. A hundred percent agree. It's just like the yeah. And that vo- and they really show in her stance and her how she's holding herself in that moment, just how vulnerable she is. Yeah. So I don't think you, unless you're a, a sociopath that just is like, yeah. Yeah, yeah vulnerable, vulnerable butts. I don't know, maybe, or maybe you're just horny, who knows? Yeah, I mean, as a kid, any, probably as if a you're kid, younger, oh man, as a kid. any butt you're going to be excited about. We already talked about the Land <laughs> Lakes thing, you know? Kids yeah, exactly. are just desperate pre-internet. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, it's, maybe like, oh, get you excited. Cool. It's just, and then this, this establishment of this friendship and this yeah. is just, it's just so touching and sweet. It just gives so many layers. Yeah. God, it's just a great kickoff to the BPRD. Yeah, it's super God, cool. it makes me so excited that most of the season three is dedicated to them. Like, yeah. I mean, we do have still Hellboy stories going forward, but we know we're, we're going through, we're going to be going through a lot of their main stories. Yeah. So this is just like, leaves me so excited to see what they come next. And again, I want to point out like they, Scott Alley keeps talking like in the opening about, or the inter- introduction of like, of the collection that they weren't like, they were figuring it out. And this feels so much like you got it. Right, right. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, there's only there's very like very minor criticisms. I think like Ryan Souk, who did the pencils, did a great job. You know, being like similar enough to Mignola, but different enough, and like in the same way. That's like the that's like the theme of the whole thing, where it's like this is the same universe, but it's gonna be a little different. Yeah, and it's cool. And they nailed that. They nailed that if that's what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any like favorite panels or anything from this issue specifically? I think I just like uh, Hellboy's interaction with like little kid Liz. Um, as far as like just like something that happens in this issue, like I like him holding out the lollipop and being like it's a great panel, very non-threatening while still being himself. You know, while still yeah. being a demon. Um, visually, I think. Uh, I don't know what my favorite one like visually is. I kind of like the design, the crazy design of this like leader, this king when he's holding up mm-hmm. his weapon here that's all glowy. That might be my favorite that's thing because it's pretty, it's like pretty different from what we've seen so far. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love this issue and I love the story. I don't think that like, I, I, unlike some of the like Conqueror Worm where it's so hard to choose from one. Yeah. This one does the reverse for me where I'm like, yeah. Everything looks great, but not like doesn't it doesn't immediately excite me as much as Mignola's like art. And yeah. I don't want I don't and I hate comparing, but that's just the nature of us going through everything. I think that's everything. natural to compare it, yeah. But and also I don't want to be like, oh, Ryan Suk is not good. It's just doesn't. He's still great. It's still great still work tells being a great done. Story. Yeah. But you're up against something that's just so ahead of everything. I mean, it's like good for him for jumping on that grenade of like God, these yeah. crazy high expectations. I guess we've seen like Abe versus. Abe Sapien versus Science before, like we've had other artists on, but that was kind of a bigger departure from Mignola's style. Like it was more distinctly different. Um, this is kind of like, uh, I, I I don't know. This is kind I of would like say similar. not A versus Science. That felt more closer to Mignola. I think the one that was the biggest departure was. Oh wait, I'm thinking uh, the wrong you're story. Thinking, you're, I think you're thinking of what's the, the one where he goes on the ship uh, with the, all the sharks. Oh my god, um, souls drowning. Fuck, Fuck me, dude. It's in the book Let's I have. Edit in front this shit of me. out to make us look smart instead of stupid. Okay, we will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's will. Uh, it um, is right here in front of me, and I don't know why I didn't oh, just okay. pull it up. Um, you can keep looking. 
Uh, Drums of the Dead, sorry. Drums of the Dead. Okay. I think you're right. Drums of the Dead is the departure. Yeah, Drums of the Dead is the first big stylistic departure from Mignola's work. Um, but it's so far from it. Like, this is a little bit closer. I would agree. Okay. Like, they're playing it safe, in a sense, with BPRD. They're trying to, I, they're probably trying to make the transition, like, easier or something. I don't know. For sure. And you're trying to, like, like anything, you're trying to keep the same. You want to build off the audience you already grew. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to close any doors to them. You want to just say, hey, keep coming on this ride with us. It's going to be slightly different because it's not Hellboy. But it's also, like you said, the same universe, just different. Yeah. So I think you're right. And I think they really did that well. Um, my, I mean, my big, real quick, my favorite panels, I think out of this, uh, I mean, going through it and quickly choosing again, I would say I love, I love the big, the reveal of the big machines, the big Kirby-esque machines in the cavern. I yeah. think that's a great shot. That is cool. Very gorgeous and fun and it's like just a, ominous and huge yeah. just the, the scale of them with that crazy purple background and yeah yeah with their silhouettes there in front of the machines it looks really awesome yeah i love that oh very cool and then let's see there was one other liz one where i love not her butt <laughs> uh, <laughs> i like when the butt was there two times two times a butt i like two, a two times, times a, a butt, butt showed up <laughs> i think it's just that panel that I, I mean, that page I called out with her in agony and then the machinery and the glow of the, the yeah, heat. Yeah, and them trying to formulate a quick plan. I don't know why. Those two those two next to each other are just perfect. Yeah, it's really nice. Really cool imagery. Totally. But overall, great story. We have some great dialogue. That I mean, if we had to pick favorite dialogue, I really love, I, I mean, I just love that last line from Liz. Uh, or not her last line, but she's just like, it's about time I could use some pants. It's just great. Yeah, that's very funny. Like Liz is such like like they I don't can know all like joke she was vulnerable at one point and now she's like so comfortable in her skin and feeling safe that she can make that sort of off color joke towards her yeah. her situation. It's wonderful. And again, I think it's just building on her comfortability with Abe and that and, and her family. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. And some of the humor is good from Abe. Yeah, there's know? some good like jokes throughout. And the fact that he's becoming a hero and we're just building. I would say here's the here's the thing, uh, two things. I would say this would be the great having we haven't touched on anything. I'm just, this is going off just reading this. I would say if you're gonna make a BPRD movie, this would be a great ma uh, material to immediately adapt. I think. Yeah. With the caveat though that I need Liz to be less of a just a damsel in distress. Yeah. That's my yeah. only thing is like I need to see her put up a little more of a fight. Throughout I think this that journey. that would. I think that in a modern comic book movie, I think that would happen. Yeah, that's my. I think only we've thing. seen a lot of that, like, be successful where they're like, yeah, where like women are taking a stronger role in in comic book movies. Like, it's cool. I think they wouldn't do this one because the villain's not hot enough. You know what I mean? They would like want like sexy a, in the sense. Yeah, they would want like a Loki or like yeah. you know something like that. Like somebody that's not, everybody's gonna be like. But I, my I think the hottest one is the villain. Like that kind Ooh, of. Thing. I want to have sex with Killmonger. I want <laughs> Killmonger's the cutest one. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because that's how. I don't think you want to have sex with this guy. He looks like a catfish. But what if there's somebody out there for you? Yeah, maybe. And you want that catfish man. I don't want to sound judgmental towards people who want to who want to fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Email us if you guys love yeah, to fuck him. Let us know him. if you want to fuck him. <laughs> Just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. I, I, I'm glad we, we said pretty much all of our thoughts, I believe. Yeah. Is there anything for our listeners that we would like that's inspired by what we've read? It can be from this or just the culmination of Hollow Earth finishing that you would love to suggest to them to read, watch, or enjoy. I say or enjoy, I mean like read, watch, and enjoy. I mean, I guess because of the caves and because we're talking about the movie, I guess I'm thinking of The Descent a lot, but I think we already recommended that. You've recommended it. Oh, fuck me. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, yes, I guess I recommended it, then you finally watched it, so then and now I it can become your... It too. Yeah, it can become your I think I might have already done that anyway. <laughs> Wait, what do you recommend? I love that. Uh, I'm recommending, <laughs> as we were sitting here going through it with it, actually, and why I called out that you... Recognize that it was Kirby style, and it was one of my favorite panels, the one with the big machinery. I would suggest people go watch the first original Alien. Because oh, cool. it made me very much think of when they first go to the spaceship that they find that has the distress signal and the alien they take the alien from. You get in there and there's the giant alien like pilot that has had its chest bursted out. Yeah. That design, I wish, if you could bring up the guy that designed the alien. Geiger. Geiger. Yeah. Who, there's like a good, good, pretty good documentary good, about him. His design work that they used for that is amazing. And then have you ever seen, that makes me think, have you ever seen the Jaradowski's Dune documentary? Have you ever heard of Jaradowski's Dune? Um... The one that was going to be made with, like, all of the, like, morph, uh, uh, oh, my God, what's, Mobi I mean, Mobius art? Yeah, Mobius art. Yeah. Um, that was well, hit in the, yeah. That, I've heard a little bit about it. I've heard, like, so, Geiger, a bunch of cool shit. The reason there's an alien is because of that. Really? Go watch the documentary. They show that he was doing a lot of design work. What's the documentary called? Jaredowski's Dune. He's a film director that does a lot of obscure stuff that's, like, um, I don't know, how would you d categorize it, like psychedelic and like existential? I love a couple of his stuff, especially El Topo is a favorite of mine, so I would suggest that as well. Cool. But Jaredowski's Dune is a great documentary, and if I'm ever rich, I'm going to hunt down one of the, because they made like a, pretty much a comic book of Dune, his Dune, and sent it to the studios. Is so that what like all the Mobius are? I, I see a lot of, like a lot of artists that I like follow on Instagram and stuff, uh, or like I'll follow like comic book history kind of. Uh, pages and stuff mm -hmm. that'll post a lot of Mobius art and I see that all the time like all of his work on Dune is the comic that they've compiled mostly his work like Mobius's well, work the, the, the comic I'm um, referring to is like they did a storyboard of the entire movie and wow. it, was, it was a pitching item it's about it's thick it's like an omnibus like comic book that's how thick it is and they sent it, a bunch of them to studios to try to get money They've not reprinted them or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. I think they're just, if those studios have them, they're archived or sitting in like a warehouse. Mm, that would be I would very love cool. to fucking have one. That would be a dream thing to have before I die. Even to have the chance to look through it once. I'll try to have it by the next episode. I'll try it by <laughs> the time we're going to have to like sell yourself. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I mean, like, literally, like, sell yourself. Like, my to, like, soul. <laughs> your soul. And the documentary is just great. I think everybody should watch it. It looks very cool. It's. And in that being said, there, he did a comic, Jaredowski and Mobius, called Incal, I-N-K-I-N-C-A-L, Incal, that I, I've read. You can borrow if you want to, Kate. And that is sort of him taking his script that he was going to do for Dune, and they adapted it into this Incal. Oh, cool. It's a great read. I mean, the Mobius art is fucking out of this world. It's beautiful. I would suggest that as too. Uh, I just think 
these are just Mobius. I think I would. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think Mobius and Mignola are fucking equals That's awesome. uh, yeah. artistically. Oh yeah, Here's, like Mobius is so amazing. These the screenshots that I'm seeing from uh, Incal. The Black Inkle. That reminds me of Hard Boiled, the Frank Miller. Yeah, Jeff, what's what's Jeff his Darryl? name? Yeah, Jeff Darrow. They're very similar. Yeah, that kind yeah. Of style. I mean, Jeff Darrow just like goes the cityscapes and stuff like that. Yes, the detail that they put in. Yeah, insane amounts, like crazy. Yeah, you got to read uh, um, Shaolin Cowboy. Those are wild. Shaolin Cowboy. Yeah, Jeff Darrow's Shaolin Cowboy. Read it. I have. I, you have like 170 awesome recommendations, and I came here with <laughs> dog shit. A lot of it was just in the moment, and because there's just too much out there in the world to share. But, I just have a I broken mean, brain. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. And I mean, I, half the reason is is because you've you've had to deal with a, a dog issue. Oh my god! Break it to the audience. This What's, is so sad, break it to dude. The audience. I almost don't even want to tell people. I think it's you got to really tell sad. the listeners just so they're updated. <sighs> Okay, so like the dog that we rescued, she was like se- she's seven. She is seven. Oh my god, it sounds like she's dead or something. Um, she's seven, and we were told that like she was used to being outside in a yard. Like she was taken away from her place for like inhumane conditions, along with like a couple other dogs that were there. And so anyway, so we had her for a few days, and she is like a perfectly sweet dog. Um, uh. At first, and I guess she was like really, really quiet and kind of tired from just like the change in environment from being in like from going from like dog jail to like our couch. And then um, she started growling at men like every guy. And then um, like we even gave like my friend Andrew was very brave and he took a bunch of treats and like offered them to her and she took them very nicely and eventually ignored him after a little while, but then she started growling him at him again later, and we were like, well, that's, that's tough, but, like, we can train her out of that. And then the next day, she started, like, the dog started, like, cornering and biting at Jessica. Yikes. Like, in our house, like, in our apartment, she was, like, like backing her into the wall and, like, biting at her arms and stuff like that. Oh, no. Um, And I think, like, I think what it is... She must have been in a yard with, like, another super dominant dog that, like, kept her in check or something. And, like, maybe just, you know, maybe just, like, the shock of the whole, like, environment change or something, like... And, yeah, there's a lot you don't know, either. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't know, like, if in. she was, like, in, abused or something. Clearly, she's not into dudes. Like, any time a guy would come up to, like, or even walk past when I was taking her on a walk, she would, like, start growling at them, especially if they stopped to talk to me. Like, she would growl, oh, no. like, a lot. And I was, like... Like that, I was like, well, we can, you know, we can hold her. We can walk around places that like aren't super populated, you know, or as much as we can. Like we live in fucking Hollywood. So there's people on the street all the time. Yeah. But like when she started being super aggressive to like me and Jess, like wa- trying to like get on top of us and getting really in our face and like getting really bitey. Um, we were like, I think we're just not like equipped to really help her train her. She's like seven I, I just didn't know, like, and also I was just kind of worried about, like, our safety. I've been bitten on the face by a dog before, and it just sucks. And, like, yeah. it's not the dog's fault. They're just, like, it's just, like, behaviors that they fucking learn. And yeah, so we ended up, like, taking her back to the shelter, and they were, like, pretty cool about it. They They were, like, you know, sometimes it's just not the right fit and, like... All that stuff. So, but it was pretty stressful. Like, it sucks. It sounds like, terribly stressful. We both wanted a dog so fucking bad, and, like... We want to rescue a dog like that would be ideal because there's just so fucking many in L.A. Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll just try to get a younger one that we can like train easier or like a fucking small one. 
Like she wasn't huge, but she was like part pit bull and like strong, you know? Yeah, totally. It just didn't work out, unfortunately. Yeah, it, sucks. it will work out again somebody else and you can rescue I think there's, so. And I think said, she, I think she would be a so great many. dog in a house with uh, with another dog that's like chill out and also with like a yard where she can like get her energy out cuz we would take her on these long ass walks just to like make her sleepy, but then she would mm-hmm. still be kind of like aggressive and bitey so we just didn't want to we wanted to avoid like a dangerous situation for Sucks. sure well listeners <laughs> if you would, i uh, hope that if didn't you, make you fucking like cry because it fucking sucks it sucks yeah the life goes on and you'll something sure. else will come good yeah. good out of it and maybe he'll get to the right home that he needs to be i think so i really do because like she's a sweetie especially in the shelter like i think she, i don't know i think she thrives in a place with other dogs like she seems to right yeah well, listeners, if you want to console Kate, you can email us. I feel like they're going to judge me for taking a dog back. <laughs> like, it happens. Don't judge yourself. Yeah, it was, t- it was if it, it, tough. I don't, if you, uh, we can't stop them from doing anything. They can judge you all they want. Yeah. But I guess if you want to, I guess if you want to judge me, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. I love that. Hey, <laughs> listeners, if you're going to judge us, go Only fuck yourself. Only God can judge can, me. Yeah, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> but you can also, if you want to judge us, you can email us at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. We prefer judgments about our... Uh, are about our Hellboy not yeah, lack of knowledge. I welcome our, that judgment and our judge and judgment about our mispronunciations <laughs> of things. Yeah, we'll learn from you. Yeah, and we want to just hear your general thoughts about Hollow Earth. Yes, um, in this first BPRD um, storyline, we love hearing from you. We can't wait to hear um, from you and read more of your emails. Thank you again, and thank you all for that are participating in the right hand of draw prompts. Yeah, dude, they're which so cool. We'll be cool. getting to that momentarily. Yeah, yes. they're great. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to jump into the last segments of this episode. So stay with us. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. And we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. Now, we've already (laughs) discussed the issue for this episode, but we have a couple of segments that we wanted to end on. Yeah. Um, We're mixing it up. Uh, (laughs) Can you guys even believe it? Can you believe that we're changing things up? I hope you're sitting down. Yeah, I hope I hope you weren't blown away uh, <laughs> mentally or like driving the car and just crashed. Oh my god, I hope you're not sitting down in a car. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we're dorks. <laughs> and what do dorks like? We like a segment called Countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> I don't know how many guitars, so those we'll have for intro segments. <laughs> Great. Well, there's a couple of things that have come out. Um, hopefully, uh, by this time, a second trailer has not dropped. Um by the time this releases, because we'll probably want to talk about that. But yeah. there are a lot of rumors going around right now with people. There's a couple of images that have started to roll out, a little extra images in addition to what we've already seen of the movie along with the first trailer. So people are starting to think that they are about to drop a second trailer. As of right now, as we record, it has not come out. But the first thing is they have we have some new official pictures released. 
So the first one, I'm pulling this from Bloody Disgusting. There's probably a lot of other sources you can find it. Yeah. This is one I think that they've mostly been talking about uh, online a lot. A lot of people have been posting it. It's where um, we have uh, Daimyo, 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 the agent with his his gun drawn. You can see some like other BPRD agents around. Um, Hellboy has his pistol out as well and drawn. Big like power stance but then the big thing is people are noting the gore of yeah. like the body with the big like looks like a metal rod or a spear through it yeah it's pretty gnarly pretty um grotesque so people are like well it's flaunting it's like r rating a little bit with this image yeah yeah totally so i mean yeah that's all i'm getting <laughs> i mean i'm not trying to be negative but that's all i gather from it is like right. cool it's gonna be gory yeah versus it doesn't give which me which we've any... like heard too anyway yeah we already knew that going in it's yeah. not new not necessarily new information for what the audience has been told i mean being audience like us looking forward to seeing this new hellboy movie yeah so yeah that's the first that's the, uh, the other image i mean the First of these two images. The second image um, is along with a little article from comicbookcbr.com. Uh, this says it's titled Hellboy star David Harbour was careful not to imitate Perlman. So what's accompanying this is an image, another image of him from Empire and their release. It's like him just in like a, it looks like, what is it? How would you describe the room that he's standing in? Uh, or it's like him just standing. My iPad's taking a little slower, so. Um, mainly because I don't think it's on the... This one? Oh, on this right here, where it has like a bunch of chandeliers behind him. Oh, cool. Sort of like a stance. My, and my, I'm showing uh, Kate right now a very pixelated... There it is. Finally oh, popped there it in. is. I opened the wrong thing. It's I'm very moody. Cool. It looks very demonic. Almost looks like... I mean, if I'm going to guess just off this image, he's in a vampire's house. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely... There's like tattered uh, like curtains hanging everywhere. And yeah, he's somewhere dusty and old. Yeah, and he just looks like he's reacting to something. And Dusty and old, but still, him. like, well illuminated. Yeah. Vampire's house seems dead on. I I hate to say it, but right now, if you look at his ribs, I can tell they're fake. Yeah, his abs. <laughs> his abs, yeah. It looks I like... I said ribs. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Like, you were right. It reminds me of, like, um, in a lot of, like, Ludacris' music videos, <laughs> I love, like, fake <laughs> body parts. Recent, like, somewhat recently, he had, like, fake abs CGI'd, like, onto him. Really? Um, yeah, but it was, like, it was, like, an exaggeration. Like, he's had, like, like crazy exaggerated body parts in a lot of his uh, music videos. And that's Very kind funny. of what I'm getting uh, the vibe from a little bit. Not in, like, you know... Whatever. I, I'm it's sure fine. we'll see what it looks like in motion. I bet it'll look cool. Yeah. And you're not mostly in movies. You're not paying attention to the main I think I'm going to have a abs. lot of fucking fun at this movie. I, I think, think we will. I'm yeah. getting more and more excited as we get closer. Yeah. And again, I think we definitely have our, our minds open. And also, I haven't said this to Kate. I'll say it to now on the mic. A friend of ours who runs the um, school here at the Upright Citizens, Upright Citizens Brigade, he runs the training center. Wants to go see it the weekend with us. Oh, great. Uh, if we can go see it. That's yeah. Johnny Meeks. Oh, cool. Johnny Meeks is a teacher and he uh, uh, here at UCB. He's like, I'd love to go. I'd love to go with you guys. Why so is he, is he ja oh, he's just jazzed about the movie I think he anyway? just likes movies and he thought cool. uh, he might be listening with to us occasionally. And he's just like, sounds like it'll be fun to see. And I oh, was like, yeah. great. Well, you'll, and so I was like, you're going to come on because you clearly don't read the comics. I would love to have you him on. You are a dad. And I was like, I would love to hear your perspective of seeing this movie without the context that we have yeah. in a sense. And I also.
also like uh, the only interaction I've ever had with him is he was he taught one of the advanced study classes here at the at UCB <laughs> and he was my teacher and that's it. And, and he's he a was, great nice guy. He's, yeah, he was very like thoughtful in his approach to comedy and it would be interesting to hear what he has to say about the movie. I mean, that would be cool to have him on. Yeah. So if he wants to. It's now official. I just said it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really what's interesting is what David Harbour, his quote that they pull from on CBR.com um, here accompanying this empire um, image, he says in regards to, because him not wanting to imitate Perlman, he says, Perlman does something quite extraordinary in those films, referring to the Guillermo del Toro versions, mm -hmm. that is very specific to him. And I did not want to imitate that in any way. Makes total sense. And he continues to say, in our movie, Hellboy's younger, he's rougher, he's much more of a teenager, he's really struggling with the idea of whether or not he's a good person. Okay, cool. cool. That uh, does, I mean, right away, that seems closer to the comic than Yeah, very comics. much closer. I yeah. mean, maybe, I don't know, I'll have to see the movie. People have pointed out that in Ron Perlman's, he's a little more, he is still sort of like, he has that adolescence about him, a, a, a grown-up adolescence, so that's not too far away, but again, that, I definitely just don't, I don't think there's any way possible that David Harbour could even get close to imitating Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be like whatever, like it's a pretty distinct Two uh, different version actors, of the character. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. so. I agree. And visually, I think they're different. Yeah. Two I different like takes. Helps. So, yeah. So Sweet. that's exciting news, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... And then one last thing. It's an old article. Uh, I think, uh, Kate, you shared this with me a while back, and I uh, just now forgot to bring it up. But it's just a little, again, comic book... Um, dot com is where I'm pulling this from. It's just Mia, uh, Mia Jovovich just saying her quote about her character. Um, she just says, it was incredibly incredible to be part of that franchise and it was really fun filming. My character is very witchy, but also she's very cool and very sweet. And I don't understand why everyone's trying to kill her. It's really too bad. So great. <laughs> I just like somebody can identify with their villain. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's why I think people liked Loki and why they liked Killmongers that even though you might in the long stretch not end up on their side or agree with them 100%, you kind of go, I get where they're coming from or you like them, they're charming, whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's like a cool way to approach. I mean, just the character, like you have to find the the motivations that your villain, you know, your a villain thinks they're right. They think they're doing the right thing most yeah. of the time. I think you're right. They don't want, we don't want Charlie twirling the, the, the phrases like twirling mustache villains. Right. Just, yeah. I'm evil for I'm evil sake. I'm bad for badness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would argue even, I've read something, I weirdly went on a tangent of Ted Bundy. And, oh, I yeah. and I didn't watch. That's not too I weird. I think it's pretty pertinent. Yeah, There's right now, so much right. shit around him. I haven't watched anything of like the the tapes or Me anything. Neither. I just read the wiki because I was like, I don't know anything really about him. Yeah. So he seems like a guy that was like even he had weird, grotesque, like, motivation. Yeah, <laughs> Whether I mean, it would be power or whatever. Very strange. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very strange. Fucked up. Yeah. We're like weird Ted Bundy uh, uh, no, segue. Right. Oh, you know what it also <laughs> makes me think of? There's, I re remember listening to this radio interview with Glenn Close where she was talking. They were asking her questions like about fatal attraction. Like, what was it like to, what's it, what's it like playing an evil character? And she's like, I don't think that was an evil character. Like, even though she was playing like a scary kind of character. She's like, the only evil character I've ever played. This is not a fucking direct quote. I'm summarizing it. That's okay. But she's like, the only evil character I've ever played is Cruella DeVille. <laughs> like... 
Just that's it. Every other character, like even if they are like the villain of the story, it's like she she finds the humanity in them, and that's what it makes me. That's what like Mia Jovovich's quote is making me think about. It's just cool. It's a cool yeah. way to approach. The I also character. though want to sit Glenn Close to go down and be like, you could relate to every character, but you couldn't. Con- you <laughs> I couldn't guess you find, find that you couldn't find it with Cru- but you couldn't find it with Cruella. That's what I want to dig at. Why couldn't you find it with Cruella? I don't know. She wants she to kill 101 dogs. puppies. <laughs> Which I don't saying, condone. No, we don't. But I just want to say, sounds like you just didn't do your job, <laughs> <laughs> You really got to reach and find that. If you want that Oscar find that this motivation. year, you got to make shit tell us. Oh you got to tell us that you can really, you found the She's way She's going to be so pissed when she hears this. <laughs> <laughs> I know she really is. So because we're so close to Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> that sums up the segment of Countdown to Hellboy 2019. We're going to go right into a brief little um, segment of Hell to Pay. This is something that Kate actually brought to my attention by tagging um, on Instagram. So I'm going to let you tell the um, listeners about this. New oh, yeah, pro- sure. This anniversary, this Hellboy anniversary product coming out. Yeah, so it's the Hellboy vs. Lobster Johnson anniversary comic. And, uh, yeah, it's just to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Hellboy with Hellboy Day. They're um, kind of doing this really cool-looking comic with this, like, nice pulpy cover uh, with, like, a Lucha Libre-style Lobster Johnson and, like, just an awesome, like, painted-looking Hellboy. Uh, Just, like, looks really cool. I really like the the aesthetic of this It's gorgeous. And what's the artist's name that does that cover? Um, I know uh, you said you follow him on Instagram. Artist uh, Paolo Rivera. God, he does a great fucking job. Yeah. It's a gorgeous cover. I saw it on his thing. For, like, it wasn't even Hellboy related. It's just like, it's cool when, like, some of the artists that I follow on Instagram just post Hellboy stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I find myself, like, tagging the podcast in it. Not trying to be, like, promotional necessarily, no, but I want to make that. sure you see it. I love that. That's, I, that's how I got to my attention. Yeah. Um, but I love also there's creases in the cover, so it looks like yeah. it's a poster that would have been like unfolded. It's very like weathered. It's love very that. cool. But the one shot that's coming will be written by Mignola and Chris Robertson with art by Mike Norton, Dave Stewart, Paul Christ, and Bill Crabtree. And he says, Robertson explained that the one shot will attempt to expand the story of the infamous Lost Weekend. As the longtime readers might remember, in the summer, this is something I don't, we have not touched on, and I'm pretty sure neither of me or Kate have read this as of yet. Or forget, because sometimes I've read stuff, but forget. In the summer of 1956, Hellboy went through a rough patch, a months-long, drunken, long weekend in Mexico. I do know of this. Uh, and Mexico that he later claimed to remember very little about, during which he fought Aztec mummies, paled around with Mexican luchador wrestlers, and even spent some time in the ring himself, explains Robertson. And it's also been established that in Hellboy's world, there was a long-running series of low-budget Mexican horror films featuring Lobster Johnson, a masked luchador hero inspired by the Depression-era hero, the Lobster, who Hellboy had idolized as a kid. So it's expanding on all that lore from Hellboy, which we haven't touched on just yet, but we'll get to eventually. Yeah. It's very touching on a, a, a comic called Hellboy Hellboy in Mexico, I believe. Hellboy in Mexico. I just cool. hope I didn't butcher the tire, title. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very cool. God, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out for the anniversary. Yeah. So many cool. I hope everybody of our listeners is lucky enough to be able to 
own it all. <laughs> right, yeah. Or at least go get some of it. Go to a comic shop that day. Yeah. If you can. Yeah, exactly. And we're still working out our plans for um, Hellboy Day. Yeah. So once we have that solidified and we can give the listeners, we'll let you know what we're doing in Los Angeles for Hellboy Day. Yeah. Um. Great. Well, that's our segment, Hell to Pay. We got one last segment for you. You know we're not going to close out the episode without this. Kate, give them their sixth prompt for hashtag right hand of draw. Okay, here we go. So here it is. It's a <laughs> gave up on that immediately. There's um, there are some like versions of this art. Okay, so I the, the prompt will be this medieval Hellboy or medieval BPRD. So nice. I've seen like a couple interpretations of Hellboy with like medieval armor, but like very few. It's all like deviant art, kind of like fan art sort of stuff, uh, which is, you know, which is what this is or whatever. Like I, I'm, I'm just trying to I, I hope that it's not really already depicted in the comic book itself. But if it is, if you already see Hellboy, I know you have him with like Excalibur and stuff, but like. I don't well, think there's a medieval though. Him, yeah, like what would he look like comic. without the duster, like in sort of like medieval garb, or what would any of the other characters look like in that situation? It, it, you know, there's like a world where they all existed back then. What would they look like? I'm thinking badass swords and like axes and or maces. Maces. I, 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 I say medieval shit. times. I think mace. Yeah. <laughs> Or even, now that you say medieval times, I mean, that could be an interpretation of it too, medieval Hellboy. Just all of them eating turkey legs and drinking like a big beer. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, our listeners a great can do time. whatever they want with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really open to interpretation. So um, medieval BPRD. Let's see what you, let's see what you got. Let's draw some sick ass fucking cool swords and D&D looking kind of shit. You immediately made me think uh, with this prompt of medieval spawn. Because I used oh, to collect cool. the Mc, McFarlane toys, yeah, and one of them, early, the early ones, and he has. There's an issue where he exists, and he deals with the character Angela, who originally was an image character. Whole thing that you know, gaming created him for this, her for this issue. They went through a lawsuit, and now Angela's in the Marvel universe. You can look all that stuff up, and I bet our listeners know a little bit more about that. But that's what it made me think of. So I was just gonna pull up the toy real quick and show you, listeners. You can look up the medieval action figure from 1994. They do another version of it that's a little even more uh, detailed. We, we had a version. That's that's the one I had. Yeah, that's the one I had with so the helmet. It has like a rubbery helmet. That yeah, you that's could take the off. third one. Um, that was the one I had. The third one. Uh, oh man, let's post that shit because it's so cool. Yeah, very. I cool. I had so many fucking awesome McFarlane toys that I just do not know. Oh, what, you know where they are? Mom, well, I think they're... they're mine's in a bin at home. I think mine's in a bin in my in my fucking parents' like closet. You know what I mean? Yeah, mine's in my old, my last bedroom. Oh, man, how I much fucking money is this now? Like a billion million dollars? If it's, I mean... 70 bucks. That's not that much. That's not that bad. For but the one also, for the one that I had. Yeah. I mean, I don't know oh what Oh my God, it's so fucking sick. They're fun. These they're toys so are fun. so cool. God. Spawn is God damn it! Spawn these is toys a are great cool. and bad thing all at once. Yeah, I mean these toys are <laughs> complicated. If, if anything came out of it, just the toys, like that's. Oh, I agree with so that. So cool. The one you had is fucking awesome too. Yeah, I, lo I love those early ones. They're just fun designs for toys, and I sometimes I really like simpler toys. Yeah. A lot of times, like 
Totally. Like the Super 7 stuff is fucking amazing. Yeah, they're so fun. But great, everybody. Uh, hashtag right hand or draw medieval Hellboy or medieval BPRD. Yeah. Remember when you post those pictures, please tag us and also use the hashtag right hand of draw. We'd love to see your art and we will repost it on our feed on Instagram so all of our followers can see your great art and then hopes that brings you guys more followers as well because that's always a treat if we yeah. get to showcase you guys that have been following the podcast with your great talent yeah we love doing that for you i mean i know it's a small chunk in the world but you know what i mean if we hell, can we all yeah. hustling right that's right we're just hustling <laughs> out here just trying just to get a few little here. measly followers <laughs> but remember you can follow us on instagram at ah crap a hellboy podcast twitter on ah crap hellboy and subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts or wherever you um podcast and remember if you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts that starts with the word boom, we will read that review right here on the pod and give you a shout out. Yeah. So we can't wait to hear more from you all. But we're out of here and we thank you for listening and we love you. Hi, good morning. Hey, good night. Hi, that's it. Okay, <laughs> bye. Wait, no, 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 come back. Oh, we're back. Hey, I'm Joey Berger. And I'm Justin Sherman. And you should listen to Everything Reviewed. We review everything. everything. It's a new podcast on Campfire Media Network and wherever you get podcasts. And we review stuff and let's review our podcast. Everything Reviewed. One, two, three, ten. Perfect ten out of ten for Everything Reviewed. So listen for more reviews like that. Cool. All right, good night. Campfire. <laughs>